0: You're listening to the in with Tea podcast. I'm your host, Tamara Demery. This podcast will provide inspirational lessons that can help you navigate through life by recognizing the self-improvements needed to establish the greatness within you. Enjoy the show. welcome to the Inspirited with T podcast. I'm your host T. Y'all know what today is. Friday. Yes, honey. It's the last Friday of 2022. So why not end it with another great episode? So before I get into today's episode, I would like to welcome back all of my faithful listeners. Thank you for tuning in again and welcome back. Now, if you are a new listener, and this is your first time tuning in, I would like to say that I am grateful and thankful that you decided to listen to my podcast today. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and welcome, welcome, welcome. So today's episode has a special guest. Yes, my special guest is Deborah Griffiths. She is a phenomenal woman, honey. She is a mother of three, a California native, and also a published author. She wrote the book called Torched, Burnt by a Gaslighter. So we're going to discuss gaslighting today. We're going to get into that great novel and how she dealt with gaslighting and how to know the signs of a gaslighter. So. Get yourself together, get your blanket, get your snacks, whatever it is you need to do. Go ahead and do that and get yourself together because this one is going to be a great episode. You don't want to miss it. So stay tuned. We'll be right back.
1: Hello, Deborah. How are you doing today? i'm great how are you this morning i'm doing great so how is the weather where you are well it's cooling off a little bit we're expecting some rain maybe later on this afternoon but we had a beautiful california christmas probably like 80 degrees so it's (sighs) perfect (laughs) oh that sounds great 80
0: degrees (laughs) sounds great we've been below freezing in louisiana i can't believe it oh my goodness yeah So I will enjoy that 80 degree weather if I were you. I do. I'm a native Californian, so this is what I'm used to. Yes, I don't blame you. I'll be used to it too. (laughs) The nice, beautiful weather. So Deborah, let's tell the listeners a little bit about you.
1: Well, I'm a native Californian. Uh, I'm divorced. I have three kids. They have all flown the coop. (laughs) Um, college educated, and basically for the last twenty something years, I've been in the homeowners owners industry, um, management in you know industry where right? you know managing, you know condominiums and townhomes and single family homes, and things of that nature. And right now, I am working with the firm where we educate community managers and train them and certify them to manage property.
0: Oh, that sounds great. And so you got the kids out the nest and you're doing your thing in the home industry. So that's a blessing.
1: Yes, Yes, it is. It is.
0: So we're going to discuss today about domestic violence. Domestic violence is a serious issue that many people deal with throughout the world. And no one really talks about the verbal abuse or the gaslighting because you can't see that type of abuse but you experience it verbally, but it's not physically, it's not bruises and all of that on your body that's visible right. that can be seen, but no one really talks about the verbal abuse. So can you tell me about your experience with gaslighting in a relationship?
1: Sure, well, I think first I wanna kind of begin by finding what gaslighting is. And yes. it's really a psychological you know, manipulation of a person over an extended period of time, where that victim begins to question their own sense of reality and their, you know, even their memories. And I want to say the best example of this is the 1944 movie Gaslight, with Ingrid Bergman and Charles Boyer. And, you know, it starts off with Charles Boyer, basically love bombing, you know, in uh, confirming, Birmingham, and she, she's caught off guard and she feels really good. You know, someone's loving her, paying attention to her and they quickly marry. And then over the period of time, he starts playing little tricks on her mind, you know, uh, from saying that she, you know, telling her she keeps misplacing things uh, to the ultimate where, you know, the home at that time had gaslights. So he was ever so slightly turning up and down the gaslight, you know, and and she, you know, literally kind of drove her, you know, kind of thinking that she was really crazy. So if you really want to see it in action, that's probably the best um, example, you know, especially if you have no idea how that's, that's involved. Now with me, um, kind of like the same thing. I was pretty much love mom. I was 19 years old. Uh, hadn't really dated much. I went to an all-girls Catholic high school. So, um, you know, dating wasn't a new, wasn't really, you know, something that I was doing or had the experience in. So I start off at college, you know, meet my future husband and, you know, quickly pays all this attention to me. And and then eventually things started, um, you know, happening where, You know, I found myself always apologizing. And then I was like, well, what did I really do? And so the other major thing that happened is, and again, it was through a period of years where he was isolating me ever so slowly from my family, from my friends. So really so that he became my sole focus. I mean, granted, we had children, you know, eventually, um, but he had to be the sole focus. Right. And it, it got to the point where um, I started having some physical issues um, it started off. I got, had wisdom teeth pulled and then I didn't let myself recuperate, you know, enough. And, and then I got pneumonia and then I became severely depressed oh, wow. and to the point of being suicidal. And, um, realized that there was something going on. I ha- I didn't know why I wasn't happy and made, reached out to my mom one day and I hadn't had a whole lot of conversation with her or extended conversation other than she would call once a week, just kind of checking in to see how the kids are, things of that nature. And I called her, reached out, called her and I said, mom, I'm not happy, but I don't know why. And her response is we've been praying all of these years for this phone call. And I said, well, what do you mean? He said, we always thought he was too controlling, but we didn't know to the extent. And She still didn't know. And I really didn't even realize until I started going into therapy and start unraveling everything cry. like, Oh, okay. Oh, okay. You know? And, and I felt like for 17 years, you know, those pigeonhole. Ah, uh, roll top desk with the pigeonholes. Yeah. I was stuffing all of my emotions and thoughts and feelings into those pigeonholes to where one day there was no place else. They had, and they so had to come I out. Really, it had to come out. And I thought my only escape was suicide. Oh wow. I'm sorry you and felt that way. Yeah, you know it 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 happened. It happened yes. for me. Fortunately God had other plans for me. And the therapist came into my room and and he said, you know, your environment is making you sick. And that's all he said to me. And uh, yes. I realized, you know, and I'm Catholic, so divorce wasn't in my vocabulary. Even though I married young, I was committed, you know, to do everything I possibly could, you know, to 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 work on the marriage and you know to be a, have a family. I had kids. That's a responsibility. And um, so I kind of made the decision, you know, this isn't, you know, what do I want to show my kids? Right. And that's when I started, as I say, started unraveling more. And like, I don't want them to see a weak mother. I don't, I want them to to see that women can be strong, um, that they can take control of their lives as well. And most of all, I did not want them to learn some of these traits and become either victims of abuse or victimize others. Right. So I made the decision that the that the abuse had to stop with me.
0: Okay, so that's when you decided that enough was enough when you decided that you didn't want your kids to see any more of that type of abuse, correct? Correct, correct. Yeah. Yes, so on your journey um, to leaving, how was that? Was it hard? Or did you have feelings where you wanted to go back? Because oh. <laughs> I, I know that feeling. I'm pretty sure you're dealing with it for that many years. You're like, well, maybe you start second guessing yourself. Did you absolutely. ever second guess whether or not uh, you should go on or stay?
1: Oh, absolutely. And and the, the thing of it was, I was a stay at home mom all of those years and so i'm thinking okay how am i going to support kids what kind of job can i go maybe it's just me maybe i should just put up with this and you know all of those thoughts and feelings and you know again it was getting to be too much and it's like no i gotta make a clean break and by that time you know i really reengaged with my family and they became very supportive Mm -hmm. and so uh, you know emotionally supportive and you know, like, you can do this. And and I, I'm not alone with these thoughts. You know, it takes um, women who are in abusive situations to can, on average, take them seven times before they make that clean break. Yes. So, so I'm not alone in these thoughts and feelings. These are pretty, you know, pretty typical. But I did um, make that decision and I started, you know, I found a place to live and I quickly got a job, basically administrative skills. And over the course of the years, I quickly moved up. I had to train myself, you know, with, you know, the Microsoft Office, you know, Outlook and Word and Excel and, you know, took classes and went back to school and got my college degree. But yeah, it's, it it was hard. And his parting words to me were, you will never make it and no one will ever love you.
0: Wow. Sounds like a true gaslighter. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And to tear you down
1: it absolutely and that was the wrong thing to say to me at at that time because I knew I could make it I had you know I just knew I could make it because I just didn't want that kind of life you know but they do those words that were either propelled me or sometimes held me back but you know all of these years so right
0: and you use his words to fuel you to keep going to make it and here you are today. Prove Still him make wrong make
1: Yes. I oh yeah, I more than made it. So yes. and I couldn't I couldn't be happier.
0: Yes. I'm so happy for you. And Thank I'm you. a person I love for people to tell me what I can't do. So I can say, okay, yes, I can.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that it was every the time. at that time right. At that time it was just the absolute wrong thing to say. Right. Um because I had really shifted, you know, my mindset. And it's like, no, I I'm well, I was determined, more than determined to prove him wrong at that point.
0: Yes. Yes. Your mindset changed. And that's why it was so much easier for you to leave that situation. Absolutely. Yes. So I saw on your website that you wrote an empowerment book called torch burnt by a gaslighter. Absolutely. Yes. To encourage others to recognize a gaslighter. Can you express to the listeners about what's in your book?
1: Sure. It's basically a fictional tale based on true events, and it's two women. One is older, one is younger. Uh, the older woman basically has went through a domestic violence situation and came out the other end and, and succeeded in rebuilding her life. The other one, uh, more like a, her daughter's age, I guess, and mm-hmm. is married and is suspecting that there's something not right with her marriage. So the two women meet up in a park, and they begin discussing th- different situations, and, you know, there's a little bit of tragedy in there, so I don't want to um, give away yeah. too much of the book, but it, the the purpose for me writing was, well, it's everfold. Um I wanted to write about the the red flags of gaslighting and its subtleties you don't always see these things happening or realize that it happens it can take a period of years like it did with me because it doesn't happen every day there can be good days a lot of good days it could be a lot of good years all in all in a row and then something can 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 trigger the the abuser to you know just, just start in again right I also wanted to show that anybody that's in an abusive relationship, whether it's gaslighting or domestic violence, that they can get out, they can rebuild their life, and they can be happy. Now, is it easy? No, but nothing ever worthwhile is. So, But I just wanted to show that it, that it can be done. You just have to take that first step, which is the scariest step of all to take but once you take it it there's like no going back right
0: always go forward not backwards keep that in your rear view and keep moving forward that's how you keep going absolutely so would you say that your brokenness helped you find your boldness and
1: would you change anything about your journey uh i absolutely think i was broken when i was suicidal and attempted suicide i was broke I I was rock bottom. I had nowhere to go, but up. And it's taking me, you know, I, I divorced him 25 years ago. So it's, it took me five weeks to write 25 years worth of experience, you know? And, and, and so, yes, I finally feel after all of these years, I have my voice. And so, yes, I'm being bold. I'm speaking out. I want to help others. It was ironically, it was reading an article on verbal abuse all those years ago in a national women's magazine that woke me up to the fact that I could be in an abusive relationship. So if it was a magazine article that woke me up, I'm hoping that this book can help wake up somebody else and realize that they can, you know, they, they can get out and they can rebuild their lives. Even with kids in tow, I had, I was still raising kids. Right.
0: Well, it was, but your kids deserve that healthy environment, whether absolutely, everyone deserves to live a happy, normal life. And I'm yep. glad that you decided to get out when you did. So you can be your bold self that you are today. <laughs> Thank you. So what motivates you to help others who have been in abusive relationships?
1: You know, for, for the last couple of years, I've had this, uh, I don't know, angst or yearning, you know, inside that I, I need to be doing something more. And I recently, well, a couple years ago, I went to this one company that I'm now working with, and it's a way to give back to the industry that's treated me very well, but it hasn't been quite enough and, or it hasn't quite satisfied that yearning inside. So I tried... Um, Going down one path and that didn't really materialize is like I thought. And I met somebody who's recently wrote a book about incidents that happened in their life, and it struck me as like, well, hmm, maybe I have a story, you know.
0: And yes.
1: So that's what that's what started it, and I and I wrote the story and and um and then started. You know, a company called Broken to Boldness where, you know, I have the website and I'm trying to help um, with with resources and, you know, obviously promote the book. And, and you know, pretty, next month I'm going to be doing a, an event with, I uh, partnered up with the Nicole Sincouli Foundation where 50% of my book sale profits are being donated to their foundation. Nicole was brutally murdered by her boyfriend. 17 years ago so and the family has still been working all these years to you know the 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 murderer keeps coming up for parole every so often he's up again for parole next year in may may 2023 well that's insane it is insane and so the their efforts have really been to try to keep the murderer in jail so and not really expound on their foundation like they they kind of wanted to so that was really my purpose is to, you know, find a way to help contribute to them, you know, to leave a legacy, you know, for something really, you know, my kids can be proud of. And, you know, is it, like I said, it's more importantly, it's a way to give back and to help, help others. As you say, if, if one person reads the book and and it can make them make a positive change in their life, then it's all been worth it.
0: Yes. Yes. I'm glad you wrote your story in five weeks. (laughs) Because, <laughs> Me too. Yes, because your story, because everyone has a story and not Absolutely. many people believe that their story matters. And so you are encouraging others that your story does matter, you can make a difference in the world, and you can continue to live a great life if you change your mindset and take those first steps. Absolutely. And- so what advice would you give to someone that is struggling right now? They want to take that step, but they're kind of hesitant to do that with leaving a gaslighter or a domestic violence uh, relationship.
1: I understand. And, and the best resource is the National Domestic Violence Awareness Hotline. And that's 1-800-799-SAFE, as an S-A-F-E. They have the resources and stuff that can help. Uh, a lot of times, your local communities have uh, like local um, houses. You know, here in Orange County, we have Laura's House. Every every community has a local house for women domestic violence victims. I would reach out to them. They have ways. You can also go on their on websites. These websites, National Domestic Violence Awareness, has their own website. My website has some information. Uh, again, it's all when you're planning. You know they talk about planning safely to leave. And sometimes that means not telling anybody about your plans. Yes. So be careful, you know, with, with browsing on your website, you know, clear the browsing history, um, you know, clear your cell phone history, you know, just to make those calls and stuff to get to get the help and to get the information you need to make a safe plan to leave.
0: Yes, especially if you have children involved, you want to make sure that, You leave safe and your children are safe and so you can live a safe life.
1: Absolutely. (laughs)
0: Yes, because you can survive abuse. Um, My mother, she survived abuse for many, many years. I've seen her face physically like Mm. just tortured. So she survived it many years and I know she can survive it. So I have living proof that you can survive it and you can move on with your life. So I am so glad that you joined the show today. So it was Thank a you pleasure so much. having you. So how can um, my listeners contact you and get your book?
1: Sure. Um, autographed copies. You can order on my website at www.brokentoboldness.com. It's also available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Walmart. And the best way to contact me is my email address, which is... Broken to Boldness 7 at gmail.com.
0: Yes. Thank you so much, Deborah, for joining the show. It was a pleasure having you today.
1: Thank you so much. It's been my pleasure. I really appreciate the opportunity. You're welcome. <laughs>
0: Y'all, I'm back with some closing remarks from today's episode on gaslighting with Deborah Griffin. So, today's episode was pretty heavy, and some people may be experiencing gaslighting verbally, and some may be in an abusive relationship physically or both. And I'm here to tell you, honey, that you can survive it, you can leave. You have options, you have resources, you have help. And it may not even be from the people that you are surrounded by. It may be from strangers, from anywhere. There are so many ways you can leave that relationship and still live a great life. Deborah is proof of that, honey. She survived a gaslit relationship and she is living her best life, honey. And she's teaching women how to leave those type of relationships. And if you are someone that is experiencing that type of relationship, you have help, honey. You can get it and you should receive it because a healthy relationship will never require you to sacrifice your friends, your dreams, or your dignity. You should not be losing yourself in any type of relationship. You should feel happy. You should feel inspired. You should want to live. And if you feel hopeless all the time, then that's not the type of relationship you need to be in. You should not feel unloved. You should love yourself. And if they have a problem with you loving yourself, that's not the person for you. Ask God and pray to God to help you remove that toxic person out of your life because you should not be gaslit. You should not be verbally or physically abused by anyone because they try to bring you down because they know the type of power that you have. You're so powerful. You just have to realize it and you can remove yourself from that relationship because you're in a relationship to be happy to smile, to laugh and to make good memories, not to be constantly upset, to feel hurt, and to cry. You should not feel that way if you are in a great relationship with anyone because leaving an abusive relationship or situation that stops serving you will often feel like addiction withdrawal. Don't let that feeling mislead you into thinking that you're making a wrong decision. Keep walking away, but first take that first step so you can walk away, stand up and take a step. Don't look in your rearview mirror, keep moving forward. I don't care how hard it gets because it's gonna be hard. Leaving an abusive relationship is hard. Any relationship is hard, but an abusive one that is mentally and physically harmful to you, it's very hard to leave, but you can do it. I believe in you, and I know that you can live a great life after you leave that relationship. I want you to leave so you can tell your story to the world, so you can encourage others that they can do the same thing too, because there's so many that didn't make it out. You can be the one that can. So don't stop Um, Trying to leave that relationship. You can live a great life after you leave that relationship. Don't let anyone gaslight you. Whether it's a significant other, a friend, a family member, a co-worker. No one should be gaslighting you in any way. Or trying to abuse you in any way. You are not here to take any abuse from anyone. That's not what God put us here for. He didn't want us to live a life full of abuse. We're stronger than that. We're better than that. We're his children. So he wants us to have an understanding. I want you to understand that you can live a great life. And don't let that toxic person or energy or environment stop you from getting to where you need to go. Sometimes you need a change of scenery. Don't tell anyone where you're going. Just go. If you have children, then you you can use some of the resources that's under the description on this episode to get you some help so you can be discreet and it can be confidential because you deserve to live a great life and your children deserve to see you happy. They deserve to have a happy life as well so you can survive because you are a survivor. You are not a victim. You're a survivor. I believe in you and I pray that you all if you are in a relationship where you're being gaslighted that you leave because you deserve so much better and I hope that you have a enjoy this episode because this was a great episode this is a great way to end 2022 so we can leave all these gaslighting relationships in 2022 because we're not going into 2023 with foolishness with toxic people and with abusive relationships. We're leaving it here. So today, leave it here and move forward. And I hope to see you next year for another great episode next week. Thank you for listening and be sure to check the description so you can contact Deborah and um, buy her book. And so you can get those resources for someone that's in an abusive relationship. Thank you for tuning in. See you next year.